This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Donald Trump finished his fourth rally in Grand Rapids, Michigan, with tens of thousands of supporters under a bright red sky. Mouthing Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto, Kamala Harris declared her administration would enact equal outcomes for all. And the Attorney General of Pennsylvania announced that Joe Biden will win that state regardless of the vote. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes and this is Right Now. And thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Right Now Jim Dawes. Shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com, or you can call or text the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. So the president was barnstorming the nation again, uh, wrapping up his last rally of four of the day in, uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He went to Kenosha, uh, Traverse City, Grand Rapids and Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, at the rally that he, I think he was in Scranton too. Yeah, I think he was in Scranton. Uh, Supposedly Joe Biden's hometown, which he left as a small child uh, so his dad could go sell used cars in Delaware. But at that Scranton rally, something really uh, magical happened that sort of... um, will be a, a, a great celebration or a, a melancholy indication of a, a lost age, depending on the votes tonight. And it sounded something like this. So this was a group of rally goers waiting to get in. Uh, they were out there in uh, in uh, very cold weather. I think it was sub freezing in in um, Kenosha, wrapped in blankets and wearing their "Make America Great Again" hats. And they broke out spontaneously into this version of "God Bless America," which is not an easy song to sing, and they sang it quite beautifully. It was inspiring, and it really uh, sort of illustrates. What this uh, election is all about. Could you imagine hearing uh, a, a, an impromptu singing of God Bless America at a, a Biden or a Harris rally? You would never hear that. You don't even see any American flags. And, uh, and it really sort of illustrates how uh, the forgotten America 
is rallying to this president's side, not because of his appeals to nationalism or or any of the malevolent motivations that the media like to apply to them, the deplorables, but because he is uh, he is actually reversing many of the uh, globalist trends that the our betters in Washington and Los Angeles and New York City have imposed on this nation for the last uh, 40 years or so. He's returning jobs. He's uh, standing up for history and traditions and our culture. And by the time he had uh, uh, gone to his last rally of the night in Grand Rapids, there was this blazing red sky that his tens of thousands of supporters were gathered under. And it was uh, really something to see. Trump's been predicting a huge red wave today. And that red sky at night really um, really was poetic. I'm not, I'm not the greatest uh, wordsmith in the world, but it, it was, it was uh, just a, a poetic uh, scene, seeing all of these um, good, hardworking, salt-of-the-earth Americans gathered at a Make America Great Again rally standing under a bright red sky. Red sky at night, Trump's delight. <clears throat> red sky at morning, Biden take warning. So we're going to we're going to get all into the election prognostication. I'm going to go through uh, some scenarios using these interactive maps that are just uh, both fun and frustrating to try to deal with. They really illustrate uh, the real disadvantage Republicans have in the Electoral College, despite the fact that it's all always the the left and the Democrats bemoaning our uh, founding covenant contained in the constitution saying that it ought to be done away with, but you'll notice that none of them ever actually present or, uh, uh, uh introduce an amendment, uh, to try to take this to the people and, and, uh, have it changed because they know that it would most certainly fail. The vast majority of the states in this country are not going to submit to being governed by Los Angeles and New York City and Chicago and the other major urban areas that we have seen come apart at the seams under the media's relentless drum beating that uh, the Republicans are evil and that this country's history is shameful and that all of our ancestors were morally retarded. Out in Portland... Uh, the Antifa Black Lives Matter rioters gave one last free campaign commercial before Election Day. They were out there rioting and, and burning, and they, um, they broke the windows of uh, a Starbucks and were in the process of committing arson. They, uh, they were pouring uh, kerosene inside when they were uh, interrupted. And that, uh, that Starbucks was on the ground floor of an apartment building that um, contained hundreds of apartments. And if they had been successful, it would have been a real-life hazard 
I'm looking for a, a brief clip I've got from the scene. Is that what they're going to do? Could you say that again? I, I won't get your. I won't get you on film. He's talking to it's the cop. It's full of kerosene. They're getting ready to catch the Starbucks on fire, but they're nonviolent. Everyone saw this in this building. Yeah, I think this was the same Starbucks uh, that housed, uh, or, or apartment building, I should say, over the Starbucks that housed uh, one of these um, uh, sports commentators out in Portland that had uh, declared his support for the for the riots until it came to his Starbucks when he couldn't get his morning latte. And he suddenly spun on his heel and decided that these riots had to stop. The president uh, on these rallies has been making the case that uh, vote for Donald Trump is a return to the globalist policies that uh, wrecked middle America. And uh, he had a tweet ahead of his, his rally in Pennsylvania that sort of summed up his argument. Uh, he said, Joe Biden is a globalist who spent 47 years outsourcing your jobs, opening your borders, and sacrificing America blood, America's blood and treasure in endless foreign wars. He shuttered your steel mills, annihilated your coal jobs, and supported every disastrous trade deal for a half century. He was a cheerleader for NAFTA and China's entry into the WTO. Pennsylvania lost half its manufacturing jobs to those Biden calamities. Joe Biden is a corrupt politician who sold out Pennsylvania to China. And, you know, uh, the, the president on the stump, uh, it's kind of like a, uh, um, an entertainment act. And he, he goes into all of the greatest hits about the Russia hoax and the bogus impeachment and Joe Biden's current corruption. But I, I do wish that there had been a main theme of his campaign, and that is that Donald Trump has has turned this economy around, not only increasing uh, you know, the gross domestic product and lowering unemployment, increasing wages, but also orienting it back to domestic manufacturing and energy production. And uh, the president has a an overwhelming case to make on the economy. And I, I fear a little bit, (laughs) I fear it a little bit that he did not make that case as strongly as it could have been made with this recent news that the, the, uh, gross domestic product just outpaced the, uh, the predictions. I mean, that, that should have uh, been, drilled into everybody's head this 33 percent increase in the gdp was twice the previous record that was set back in 1950 by harry uh, harry truman but this uh this blockbuster economic news has sort of been overshadowed by the the pandemic. Even the unemployment claims that uh, spiked after the lockdowns that uh, that the experts demanded that Donald Trump support is now below the unemployment rate 
of when Donald Trump originally took office. Donald Trump has moved since the, uh, the original lockdown more than 15 million Americans off of unemployment benefits. That has never happened before in our history. And there are signs that this economy is ready, uh, is at the gate and ready to run. The housing market is hotter than it has been in decades, and that is over uh, people leaving these cities, these Democrat cities where they've had shutdowns and riots and just crowded areas. And small business uh, confidence has soared to its highest level since the pandemic started. So, you know, the old political saying is people vote with their pocketbooks or their wallets. And I think that uh, that Donald Trump had his strongest case to make there. Under this president, Americans have seen their largest wage growth in 40 years. That 40 years aligns almost completely with the rise of globalism and the implementation of NAFTA and GATT and the WTO and all of these other disastrous trade deals. And the uh, president getting a handle on the border so that uh, jobs aren't being filled by illegal aliens has also contributed to that. And despite the Democrats, you know, beating the drum for a $15 minimum wage, the real way, way that you increase wages in this country is by tighten up, tightening up the job market. making them have to compete for employees. That's how it's done. You don't want to cut the entry-level jobs off at the knees because people have to have the first rung on the ladder to get some some sort of job experience. But the way you uh, get income growth and even entry-level jobs at fast food restaurants, many of them are paying $15 an hour or more. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, I'll give you the five indicators that Donald Trump is going to win this election. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down. Support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50 for an estimate. You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. Patriot Energy AZ. Dot org slash mojo five zero. So Cheryl Atkinson has got a column in today's Real Clear Politics that you ought to take a look at. She she starts by pointing out that she is not uh, a, uh, a a a pollster or a, a prognosticator on political outcomes. But she was one of the very few national journalists that got the 2016 election correct when she said that, that uh, Donald Trump was going to win. And she gives five bullet points of why she thinks that will happen again. 
And uh, her first is that all of these predictions from the pundits and the the fake news media that Donald Trump's first presidency was going to be a disaster never materialized. The stock market didn't crash as they told us it would. Even Nobel uh, Nobel Prize economists said that the stock market would tank. It did just the opposite. He never banned Muslims. He banned travel from five countries that had high rates of terrorism. And those were predominantly Muslim. But he never banned the vast majority of countries that are uh, Muslim. He never did these uh, these roundups that they told us that he was going to have, you know, people in uh, in buses and carrying them back to Mexico. Now, I would like to see that, quite frankly, but those uh, those dire predictions never came through. They told us he was going to start a nuclear war. It never happened, and in fact, Donald Trump kept us out of any new wars and uh, tried to get us out of the ones that the the swamp had left him with. So anybody that uh, believed those dire forecasts could now look at the actual record and determine that they were just ginned up hysteria from the mainstream media, the Democrat media complex. The second point that Cheryl Atkinson makes is unlike in 2016, the president now has a, a record to judge him by. He's not a wild card anymore, an, an outsider coming in. And one thing you have to acknowledge, even if you're the worst sufferer of Trump derangement syndrome, is the president's success on this economy. Now, if you are suffering from TDS, you'll you'll hate that he pulled us out of this uh, Paris Climate Accord. But he did that at the same time that he drove carbon emissions in this country down to the lowest rate ever by empowering the energy sector to uh, to pursue fracking, the cleanest form, natural gas, of energy. This president crushed ISIS in about six months. Barack Obama, his sainted predecessor, said it was going to be a generational problem and that it wasn't easily solved. Well, all it took was this president going in and taking the the leash off of our military, and it was done in, uh, you know, in, in Washington terms overnight. He killed Baghdadi. He killed uh, Soleimani, General Soleimani, who was the number one sower of strife in the Middle East and terrorism. And he's been nominated now for four Nobel Peace Prizes because of his success in, in bringing peace to the Middle East because he broke out of the, the Washington establishment's paradigm of constantly putting the Palestinians in the driver's seat. They told us he was an anti-Semite, a racist, and an anti-Muslim. They told us he was a Russian agent. But the president moved the U.S. embassy to the capital of Israel, and he, 
he is loved more in Israel even than he is in the United States. This president, despite being called a racist, passed the First Step Act and restored or, or uh, committed funding to black colleges. And I say again, he hasn't gotten America involved in any new, disastrous, endless, stupid wars. Faced with this persistent claim that he was a, uh, a, a Putin puppet and that he had colluded with Russia, they had a three-year-long special counsel that spent $40 million and found no support for that. And that probably explains the enthusiasm you see for this president. Yes, about half the country despises him, but the other half loves him and have been waiting for a candidate like Donald Trump to come along. And the last argument that Cheryl Atkinson makes is that now Donald Trump has more experience as president than his challenger. That's one term, four more years than Biden has on the job. And by the time Biden actually gets to the job, there's no reason to believe that he's going to have the energy or mental acuity to handle the job. But this president has been a fighter. He has been under relentless assault since the day he took the oath of office, actually since the day he came down the elevator. And despite the sustained and unrelenting, dishonest, attack by the Washington establishment of the Democrat media complex. He's gotten things done. You could have only imagined what he might have been able to do had he not, uh, he, had he not been the target of the Washington establishment and their mouthpieces in the media. So they're trying to drag old Joe over the finish line. If they do, there's every reason that the Democrats will drop him just as quickly as can happen. It's quite clear that he's neither physically or mentally up to the rigors that the presidency requires. He is uh, snarled in a corruption scandal that is only going to grow as the, as the election passes and the mainstream media sees an opportunity to finally deploy these um, these revelations against him, so that they can get their real preferred candidate, uh, candidate, and that is Kamala Harris. And I say Kamala Harris on purpose. Let's see if we've got enough time for this clip. She was uh, out on the campaign trail yesterday, and basically endorsed. Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. And, it's, and, it, and it really does come down to not only a fight for justice and a fight for equality and freedom, but it also is about equity. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests often everybody should get the same thing. Well, that often assumes everybody started out in the same place as opposed to equity, which is everyone should end up in the same place. And if you then understand not everybody started out in the same place, you understand some people need more. 
So we all end up in the same place. To, uh, from each according to their means, to each according to their needs. That's exactly what she just said. And uh, there's a real theme going there. People uh, need more. Uh, you have to give people more. She starts and finishes with, with that. That is completely contrary to the free enterprise freedom um, guaranteed in our Constitution. You don't have a right to any of these things. They're telling you health care is a right. You don't have right to health care, education, food, certainly not to success. What you do have a right to is the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have a right not to be to have your wages rated to give it to less productive people. I think it was um, Benjamin Franklin who said, uh, once the American people learn that they can vote for other people's wages, that will be the end of this country. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll take a, a little deeper look at Tommy Law Harris. We'll see what's shaping up in Pennsylvania, and we'll play with this interactive map right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful, because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So I wanted to spend a little more time on this statement by Kamala Harris yesterday because I don't think anybody's really operating under the illusion that Joe Biden is going to be president. He may sit in that chair for some period of time. I doubt very seriously if he'll make it all the way through a a full term. But even the Democrats know, and I think even Joe Biden knows, that it's going to be Kamala Harris calling the spots. And um, one of the features of this election has been how often they have let the mask slip not only Kamala Harris, but Joe Biden as well, talking about he was Kamala Harris's running mate and it's going to be a, a Harris-Biden administration. 
And this is what it sounded like when Kamala Harris was introduced uh, at a rally, if you can call it that, a uh, campaign event out in Texas. I was there. I stood up and I was counted. Without further delay, I am so honored to introduce the next president of the United States, Senator Kamala Harris. I could play you probably 10 minutes of clips like that, including Kamala Harris's own husband introducing, or, or I guess he was out campaigning for her, and he said he was so proud to be the spouse of the next president of the United States. So I, I wish, I guess after the election, we can quit playing the game that it isn't really Kamala Harris, the most left-wing senator in the United States Senate that's going to be calling the shots and coordinating with Bernie Sanders and AOC and Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley and, and the rest of the squad. I think there's one or two more members now. And I want to play that clip for you again where Kamala Harris uh, comes right out and declares her devotion to the, uh, to the, the, um, it's, and it, and it really does come down. The principles contained in Marxist communist manifesto. And it's, and it, and it really does come down to not only a fight for justice and a fight for equality and freedom, but it also is about equity. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests often everybody should get the same thing. Everybody should get the same thing. Notice how uh, her, her statement is based on the precept that people's success or failure determines on, uh, is determined by how much they get from the government. Just often, everybody should get the same thing. Well, that often assumes everybody started out in the same place. As opposed to equity, which is everyone should end up in the same place. And if you then understand not everybody started out in the same So everybody is supposed to end up in the same place for this to be a successful country. You know... This is, uh, this is the idea, uh, the, the base ideology of Marxism, the ideology that has caused more human suffering, more oppression, more murder and death than any other in the history of mankind. It's not surprising at all that the Communist Party USA has endorsed Harris and Biden. An interesting thing happened here in Florida, South Florida, Dade County, and uh, in Miami, and even north of there, is is home to a lot of uh, Cuban exiles and now Venezuelan exiles and even Puerto Rican um, refugees that have seen all of this before. And the early vote totals out of Miami indicate that they recognize this kind of rhetoric and they don't like it one little bit. Jorge Masvidal, who is a, uh, a UFC fighter and an excellent one, responded to that, uh, that post on Twitter that this is right out of the Cuban Communist Manifesto. 
And I'm just wondering, has this country gone so far? Have we had so many generations indoctrinated with these uh, socialist ideas that we have forgot our birthright as Americans to be free to pursue success and fulfillment? And if we turn to the government to provide that for us, that we will end up in the same place that the Soviet Union did, communist China. I mean, I know they've got a hybrid model that, uh, you know, has state sanctioned capitalism while at the same time, the, the communist party sits on top and, uh, and keeps everybody under their thumb, but it happened in Cuba. It happened in Laos. It happened in Venezuela. It's happened in a dozen other countries that inevitably, leads to a, a thin veneer of rulers uh, trying to, you know, uh, crush everybody's freedoms and uh, inability to, uh, to excel economically. I first uh, saw that clip on the Gateway Pundit, and uh, I... They had a, a link up to the Twitter uh, post, and I clicked on the Twitter post, and Twitter had blocked that post from the Gateway Pundit. So if you tried to link to it from the Gateway Pundit, you, you got a, a screen that says uh, Twitter is refusing to connect. But the true, uh, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the I should say the supposed presidential candidate is of course joe biden and joe biden is um is struggling to you know try to make it to the finish line on this election he's coming up to the podium looking very frail and weak he's he, he's he wears his sunglasses i mean that's that's a weird choice when you're giving a speech to people the last thing you want to do is cover your eyes so that people can see you know into your soul and, and, and judge you by, um, by being able to see your face, but he's got these dark sunglasses on when he's speaking at these rallies. And I don't know if that's designed to hide how tired he is and how frail he is, but it's, it's weird to watch, but you can, uh, you can hear it in his words. Brock and I think it's a right for people to have bad care. What? Barack and I think it's a right for people to have bad health care. What's really funny is Joe Biden reading these lines off a teleprompter doesn't even uh, stop to correct himself. He just keeps on rocking after he says these unintelligible things. He doesn't even have enough, uh, you know, mental nimbleness to to stop and correct himself there's a guy I follow on twitter and uh goes under rants out loud i think he has a podcast as well put together this montage of uh, biden from the campaign trail why am i doing this good question why why what is my real aim I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Barack and I think it's a right 
for people that have bad health care. That's why Special Operations Commander Stanley, General Stanley McChrystal. In Trump Towers, he said he was doing it before he hit the ground floor. Remember what he said? He said, I'm going to take on those rapist Mexicans. <laughs> and he claimed, no, that, this, there's never been a president. That's a lie, Joe. Never been a president. That's a lie. Oh, it is a lie. Yeah. And it was your son and the Ukraine. So that last uh, blurb there is uh, somebody that uh, challenged Joe. He, he has incorporated a lot of these uh, Democrat lies and hoaxes into his stump speech. But he, uh, the guy says, that's a lie, Joe. And, and Joe Biden couldn't even muster a response to a, uh, to a heckler. He just repeats, oh, that is a lie. And he turns and tries to ignore him. How do you think this guy is going to stack up when he's sitting across the table at, um, with a, a G or Putin? Especially when you consider the, the, how much they have on him. Joe Biden trotted out one of the, 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 uh, old saws that, the. Uh, the Democrats like to use when they quote from this uh, Negro spiritual. And he didn't do it any better than Hillary Clinton did. You remind me of it. I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far. You, with all of the major issues that this country faces and all of the stirring rhetoric that uh, would be possible if you were a, a patriotic American, they've been uh, trotting out that old saw for 50 years or more. And I think uh, black voters are, are st- starting to catch up uh, catch on to the game at long last, and it's uh, it's predicted that Joe uh, that um, Donald Trump will receive as much as twenty uh, percent or more of the black vote, and if that happens, the Democrats can fold their tents and go home. And the truth is, Donald Trump has earned those votes, and there are quite a few freedom love. Well, there are a majority of freedom loving black people that just want a, a chance of success, and I don't think they're going to go for this um, this same old song and dance from the Democrats. But, you know, we're undergoing what can only really be described as a, a psychological warfare operation. Joe Biden doesn't really have a campaign uh, in the traditional sense of the word. Yes, he's got... 
you know, people doing data mining and, and all of that. But he's not out there inspiring anybody. Nobody's voting for Joe Biden. They're voting against Donald Trump. And they're voting against Donald Trump because of all the lies and hoaxes that the Democrat media complex have propagated over these last four years. You got you got Republicans that are voting enthusiastically for another four years for Donald Trump, and you've got Democrat voters that are voting because they hate Donald Trump, and they hate Donald Trump not only because he's sort of a a uh, a plain spoken expert uh, caller of bullshit, but because he's delivered for them. And these uh, these scandals that the Democrat media have uh, kept away from uh, about half of the population with Hunter Biden's laptops, these revelations, would have absolutely destroyed any other candidate. But instead of verifying, they say the, these emails aren't verified, instead of trying to verify them and run this story down, they have... Uh, just in a very determined way uh, embarrass themselves and their profession by turning a blind eye to what will probably end up before um, the year is out after the election's over to be evidence of the biggest political scandal in this nation's history. People, uh, a, a vice president's family selling his influence to communist China and Russia. They've known about this uh, stuff for a long time. Peter Schweitzer, you know, wrote, wrote two books on it that they used to actually cover. But now so determined are they to win this election that they're ignoring one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, Tony Bobulinski, that gave a press conference saying, yes, these are indeed Hunter Biden's emails, and yes, indeed, Joe Biden is the big man. We can't verify it. That would require us turning on the TV and watching Tucker Carlson's one-hour interview. And this latest revelation that Hunter's Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop contained the cell phone numbers of the Obama cabinet along with how to contact the Clintons and secret service officers, not to mention video evidence of his sexual perversion and drug addiction is just a massive, massive security risk for this country. They say it can't be verified, and they're ignoring entirely that even Hunter Biden or Joe Biden haven't denied that this was, in fact, his laptop. So the son of the man that the Democrats and the media complex want you to uh, vote for as the next president of the United States has this laptop with all of this evidence of corruption 
with a password that is was Hunter O2. And yet they're hiding the story. Joe Biden's mobile number was on there. Three private email addresses for Joe Biden. Mobile numbers for Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Contact database for 1,500 people, including uh, the Secretary of State John Kerry and the uh, ex-FBI head Louis Free. And all of this, uh, this, these videos that just were prime for blackmail material. If Joe Biden had been elected before this laptop had come to light and it had fallen into the hands of, well, I say fallen into the hands of foreign intelligence services, but they almost assuredly had all of this information ready to deploy if and when Joe Biden became president. So we're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to take a closer look at Pennsylvania and the, the big steal that the Democrats have in place there. Stick with us. We'll be right back. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5.0. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months or however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com so if you play with any of these interactive maps online that, um, you know, determine the candidate's path on getting to the 270 required electoral votes, you'll realize really quickly how critical Pennsylvania is. Pennsylvania, I mean, I, I, I don't believe any of these narratives that the Democrats are putting out that Georgia or Texas – or even Florida are in play. I think that those are going to be easy wins for the president. But the president's path to 270 goes right through Pennsylvania, and that explains why the Democrats have been so active in putting in place the big steal. They're using the COVID crisis as a pretext to overturn the state's legislated um, time and conditions for voting. And in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court is elected. And by and large in these judicial elections, the people that are uh, that win these elections have the best funding. And I'd be really interesting to see where these Supreme Court justices in Pennsylvania got their funding from. Are they another one of these... Uh, Examples of a Soros-funded uh, judge or district attorney. 
But in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court has overruled the legislature who has who, whose authority over elections, the state and federal uh, constitution uh, assigned to them. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court has mandated that um, mail-in ballots received up to three days after election day in contravention to the to the uh, legislature must be counted and cannot be rejected even if they have no postmark or even if the signature on that ballot does not match the one on record by the uh, the the uh, voter registrar would you would you care to guess how many of these unverified ballots will mysteriously turn up after election day I can tell you what that number will be. It will be the the number required to overcome Donald Trump's election day victory. They will deploy their ballot harvesting schemes that they perfected in Orange County, California, and they will do it uh, like a machine. Now, the president's got a lot of uh, poll watchers and, and lawyers on the ground there prepared for this, but I don't think it's going to stop in the the attorney general of the state of Pennsylvania, I can't find this tweet right in front of me, but he tweeted out that, that Joe Biden was going to win the state of Pennsylvania and all that was left to do was the counting of the votes. And it wasn't one of those statements like you often hear, you know, expressing confidence. First of all, this was from the attorney general, a guy that's going to be deeply involved in any challenges to these, ballot schemes, these Democrat ballot schemes, but he said it in such a way that it was sort of like he was saying it was a fait accompli. And, uh, you know, some people said that this was him trying to discourage the Trump vote, but I think really what it was is just a declaration of exactly what they intend and sending a signal to uh, to the Democrats that uh, he's got this. So let's take a look at this uh, this interactive map here. This is uh, this is fun stuff to play with. Actually, it's not, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know if fun is the right word. It's uh, it's worrying. So they've got this map, and it's got the uh, the solid blue states already in blue and the solid red states already in red. And then it's got the, uh, the the states that they believe this is a CNN map, um, as toss ups and including in those toss up states are Texas. So let's go ahead. We're not going to play that game. Texas is going to vote Republican. Let's put them in the Republican column. Georgia is not going to go to the Democrats. We'll put that in. I thoroughly believe that Florida is not really in play, that that's a false narrative. And I think the Biden campaign agrees with me because Joe Biden didn't make hardly any trips down here uh, in this last week. So we'll put that in the red column. That takes the president up to 208 as opposed to Joe Biden's 203. North Carolina, I don't know what goes on in North Carolina, but they did elect a Democrat governor, so... 
I'm sort of reluctant to uh, take that for granted. Ohio, definitely going to be red. Uh, Iowa, Trump is up by seven. Uh, Arizona, I think, is going red. That takes the president up to 243. Colorado, I think, is going to go blue. And Nevada, um, I'm not sure how that's going to come out. But for the sake of argument, go ahead and put that in Joe Biden's column. Well, that leaves Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina as the real toss-up states. So let's give Trump Pennsylvania. Let's, uh, Let's be optimistic and say that he is going to be able to overcome the ballot harvesting and win Pennsylvania. Well, that leaves as toss-ups Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and North Carolina. It also leaves New Hampshire, but they only have four votes, so we'll leave them out of this conversation for the sake of brevity. That's got uh, Trump at 263, and he needs another seven votes to get over the top. So Trump is going to have to win one of the battleground states in this scenario of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, or North Carolina in order to become president. Which of those do you think the president will, in fact, be able to uh, to win? This is a very narrow path to victory, by the way. If the Democrats are successful in stealing Pennsylvania, that that path becomes even more narrow. But I predict with the the lockdowns in Michigan and the unpopularity of Gretchen Whitmer, I'm going to give Michigan to the president. He won it last time, and I believe there's every reason to believe he will again. So that takes the president up to 279, and it's a win. But for the sake of this scenario, let's take PA out. Let's say that the Democrats are successful instilling Pennsylvania that takes the president back down to 259 so Minnesota and Wisconsin both only have 10 electors so even if the president were to win one of those he would still fall short of 270 by one vote let's assume that um, Biden were able to to win Wisconsin and North Carolina and New Hampshire. That would end up in uh, almost a tie. And if Maine actually split its vote as is possible, you could end up with a 269 to 269 tie in the Electoral College. That would throw it into the Congress where Nancy Pelosi is hatching her schemes in the House of Representatives. Come back here tomorrow and we'll talk about what happened right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. 
Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.